the city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 190. I know, right? It just keeps flying by. Uh, We're going to call this one one is all you need because that is all we really did need for this latest one. Uh, and as you see, we are at 190 and we're still running kind of crazy, kind of loose. And uh, it's put together with, you know, duct tape and zip, zip ties and all that fun stuff. But we're still running. It's still happening. Uh, first and foremost, let me introduce our amazing co-host of the day. Christine, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm happy that we won. I don't care how we won. We don't even like need to talk about the details of the game. We got three points, right. guys. So I'm super happy exactly. about that. No such thing as an ugly goal or an ugly win. No such thing. You know, the results right. are results. Yeah. That's, um, that's how was all your weekend? That Been good so far. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, it's holiday weekend. Uh, miss my family, though. They're all visiting uh, the in-laws in Mexico for about a month. So that's been a little trippy. Uh, but it's given me a chance to take care of stuff at the house and kind of just readjust and get ready for summer school, which I start teaching tomorrow. So boom, 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 nice. back in it full time. So all good things, that's for sure. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. nice to have LAFC to help me get a little bounce in my step going into the work week because, dude, we needed it so bad. So bad. Critical. So that's where we're at. We've got a victory. We've got a big game coming up real quick. Uh, yeah. Good stuff to talk about. That's for certain. Uh, jumping into the RSL match, let's do that right away. Basically, we're starting to develop a trend in the starting lineup. Interesting trend. I don't think anybody expected this, but first and foremost, Romero apparently is our starter. No, no question about it. If you got three in a row, right? He's kind of. Taking- Can I just say no. I heard the funniest question in the like in the press conference clip with Bob, uh, one of the reporters said, Hey Bob, uh, so what's the deal with uh, Romero starting and not Pablo? <laughs> and I was Aww. like, that's a good, good straight up question. Like, what's the deal? Mm-hmm. Um, not mad at it, but just curious, like what happened, yeah. you know, cause it seemed kind of like out of left field. And we thought at first, Oh, we're just going to give him a chance in this easy game. And then now it's his third start, as you said, and, I'm still wondering, is this because we have a Wednesday game, but um, it might not be that. It might just be, as Bob said, you know, Pablo, he has some competition now, and that's like the most vague answer. With, but it just sounds like, you know, he's preferring Romero right now. Super interesting. Yeah. Did not see that coming at all. I mean, there are some things that stand out to me as to maybe the why, why yeah. it's happening this way. Shot stopping seems pretty level, right, between the yeah. two. No doubt about that. But there's something about Romero's game that Cisnega doesn't quite have, and that's the distribution side of the game. Um, okay. You'd see many times where Cis would just basically just pop, pop a ball out to midfield, usually towards the right side near, near the touchline, kind of like that's his safety area where he just he'd wing him out that way. And sure. it usually go out of bounds, and it would be a turnover, and there goes that. Where Romero yeah. would prefer to play it on the ground. And keep it on the ground, right. even on the goal kicks. He did. It's not his vibe. He, he's keeping it down. Which honestly, I think that's Bob's preference. Anyways, is to play everything out of the back. You know, Absolutely. you put it in the air. It's a fifty-fifty. Why? Yeah. Why 
why ruin it and go to a 50-50 play? Like, no, just keep your control. So I mm -hmm. think that might be a big, big reason why. Uh, the mm -hmm. other thing is Romero's already got two shutouts for us this year. Mm -hmm. I mean, he got, I know it was his last game that he got that second one, but still, we've been mm -hmm. leaking goals. He comes in. Yeah. We're not really leaking goals except for that madness in, in Kansas City that we all know why. Yeah. It wasn't on the goalkeeper at all. So, you know, if the guy's playing well, why sit him down, right? Mm -hmm. I think we're dealing with a hot hand. Correct. I would agree with that. And it's just tough because um, Cisnego wasn't necessarily playing bad, but, you know, the results weren't there. And then Romero came in and he gives some results. So naturally he's going to have, he's going to be the hot hand, but uh, mm -hmm. what you're saying is also correct. He does seem more comfortable distributing with his feet. And it's, it's interesting because he's a young guy. He's only 20. And most of the time, these young guys would be, usually they're kind of pooping their pants the first couple games, like super scared of making a mistake. But since he has that, since he's used to being the young kid on the field, like he's, I would argue he has the same level of confidence, if not a bit more than we've seen from Sisniaga. And I think that goes into just distributing the ball um, a lot for keepers. It's just like how confident they are when, they, when they're getting that ball passed back to them. Um, exactly. Uh, and mm -hmm. being aggressive and, and consistently aggressive so your defenders know where you're going to be at all times mm -hmm. is, is a good thing. You know, I've always heard from several people, if a goalie gets burned for being too aggressive, mm -hmm. get through it. Move on. If he gets burned mm -hmm. for being not aggressive – for being timid, right. that's a cardinal sin, right? Absolutely. That's the two worlds you're in. If you doubt yourself, you don't have any business being out there. But right. if you're confident and you make a mistake from being confident, mm -hmm. it's a fixable situation. So I think that might be what we're looking at right now. Right. Also be mindful that Romero, he's not an actual rookie. Maybe in MLS he's a rookie, mm -hmm. but he right. played in USL at a young age. He's, a, he's an old vet when it comes to competitive matches. He's won a national championship. Mm -hmm. He's got it in him to win. So I can't help but think that, okay, if, if it's all working, then trust the process. He was going to be our future, obviously, but now he's our present. So, you know, let's run with it. That's fine. I love Cisniega. It's a great problem to have because we've never had this problem. Let's be real. <laughs> it's always been an issue in gold for us. We have never had a situation where it's like, yeah, I think we're okay. I think never. Right. There's always been Miller or yeah. It. Let's not name everybody, but right. you know, it's always yeah. been the situation. So it's good to see him in the starting lineup. It's fine. I hope Sis still gets some minutes here. Keep him fresh. Let the battle begin. I love goalkeeper battles. This is good. This is good. Uh, other things that we saw return that we're familiar with is the four three three is back. Mm -hmm. Right. A little interesting yeah. there. Uh, I think we kind of predicted it last time. Baird should get his shot, and he did get his shot. Uh, mm -hmm. Not the greatest shot on the day, but he did get his shot. Uh, Sifu was not rewarded for his efforts against SKC or even earlier, nah. which sticks, but it, it is what it is. So he sat mm -hmm. and then came in later. Uh, what does that mean? That means that Mac and Blessing get the starting role. Janela mm -hmm. is showing up on milk cartons. You don't see him anymore, I guess. Um, 
I, I, right. I feel bad. I feel bad. Uh, Kim Moon Hwan is is killing it once again. Uh, I I love I love Kim's rage. I love it. It's a beautiful thing. Um, that was one of my favorite part great. of the games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need guys that are gonna bleed for it, right? And you can right. you can tell that Kim will definitely bleed for it. Uh, there's no question that that yeah. that the fight is in him. Uh, I, I love it. I love what he put, puts into this game. I can't wait till we can free him up a bit more with the five man in the back again. I just Absolutely. at that point he's a playmaker for us. So just loving everything about that. Blessing did what he had to do. Mac, we'll talk about it as we go into this. He does mm-hmm. get the start for this one. I'm not sure what's going to happen next. Obviously he's going to be gone with Gold Cup, mm-hmm. but if he wasn't, it's an interesting debate. That is for sure. Uh, so let's bring it into the first half. Christine, what stood out to you in that first half? What were some, some major highlights from, from it? Yeah, you know, apparently it was 95 degrees when the game started, um, really hot conditions. And that's uh, something that Bob put it on the press conference is that that's one of the reasons why he didn't want to high press as we usually do, because he wanted to pace everybody. He didn't want everyone to get burnt out. But it's sort of kind of um, not us because there was no consequences but uh, it made us a bit ineffective and i think we were just lucky in the fact that rsl they were also not very lethal on their attack so i would say equally it was a game where the first half stats are, are, are pretty equal but we had zero shots on goal um on target that is uh the free kick that Vela did have hit the crossbar but that's technically for some reason not considered a shot on goal um yeah, so we saw kind of the first half was hard to get the attack going. Um, the ref, I thought, blew his whistle a little bit before extra time when Rossi had the ball in the box and he was just about to cut it, just about to shoot it. And I was like, man, I mean, there was still 30 seconds left at least. And I thought it was strange to stop the play like in the middle, in mid stride. Yeah, I thought it was advised now that if it's an attacking situation that it, it plays out until the play plays out. I didn't, yeah. you know, you, I, it's kind of strange that you would whistle one off in the middle of an attacking situation. It's not normal. It's not. Right. Yeah, the ref got into my, I don't know, he got into my book earlier as well from that yellow card that probably might have been a red in most cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a breakthrough. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you think it was a last man foul? I mean, like, I guess the question is, do you think that it was a, what, as they say, a clear and obvious score goaling uh, or goal scoring mm-hmm. opportunity? And it's Vela. So, you know, it's possible you could have scored that. Um, I just don't, I just think they didn't want to punish the player so early on in the game, I suppose. But I didn't um, think twice about, I didn't think about twice about our defender against KC, right? Right. Exactly. Right. So I, I yeah. guess it's good for one, not for the other. Uh, that's a little inconsistent for me, but he's passed him already. Vela's yeah. gone. He doesn't touch him. Yeah. And I don't think there's any question it's going to be cool. So I, I mean, it, 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 yeah, because because the impact was the same. It's just that the actual touch that he had was lighter on Vela's body than Tristan had on um, Shallowy. But I mean, yeah. The, the actual result is the same as the goal scoring opportunity and the player goes down. So I think because he kind of just glanced Vela, but he knew what was going to happen. You know, when a player is running that fast, any little push to the body is going to knock him over. Um, So, 
Yeah, I think it could have gone either way, but I wasn't too salty about the yellow. Yeah, I, it, it just yeah. irks me because it's it's like we are not getting those breaks. We're just not right. getting those breaks right now. So, yeah. it, you know, it's all right. We got through the first half. I think for most of us, that was the mission is just get through it, move on from the ugliness of SKC and mm-hmm. get into a new match and make it happen. It was right. frustrating not to see a, go- a, a shot on goal in the first half. Not to yeah. say that the run of play suggests we wouldn't get one because it did. There were chances out there to make it happen. Just that last little, little touch wasn't there to make okay. make an open shot. Um, and it's something needs to be said for Rossi and Vela right now because, you know, mostly on Rossi, I don't see it right now. Mm-hmm. There's not that that edge that he used to have there's not that that extra yeah. touch that getting stuck in yes he does the haji baji stuff yes he he'll roll around and mess with the other defense that's there right the silly stuff is right. there that edge is there but just something seems off with him right now and it's it's coming to a head i mean at this point he's going to get outscored by probably cory baird mm-hmm. uh sifu for sure and at the end of the day Kim might outscore him by the end of this season if we keep going the yeah. way we're going. So I that's agree. yeah, yeah. Guys, I, I mean, call it out, right? I would agree. And like, part of me was almost like, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my head. I don't know. I feel like he hasn't been as clinical and he hasn't been as accurate on in his shots. And but because he's always sort of close. I'm kind of like, oh well, you know, it's unlucky. But it's been like that for a few games in a row. And I'm just wondering if, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's had a, a few off games. Maybe he needs to be pushed a little bit. Um, maybe he just needs, in training, he, he just needs to take it up another notch. Yep. But it does seem a little bit too relaxed at times. And then mm-hmm. when he does have looks at goal, they're not on target enough times, you know what I mean? And sometimes, like, you know, they're not easy shots. But for him, what we're used to, those are opportunities he would have put away by now Uh, yeah easily last season forget it it's Mm -hmm. gonna happen i just hope that it's not a case of having the foot out the door you know and it's just kind of his his mind's a little bit wandering right now yeah not like he would do that to us it's not his vibe but it's still there it's still a distraction that's for certain he doesn't know if he's going to be here by the time the playoffs roll around he doesn't know where he's going to be it's out in the open right now so that could have its effect too, for sure. Uh, moving into the second half, of course, different story altogether. Wasn't as pretty like we're used to seeing, but definitely an eventful second half. Uh, obviously, things were kind of sketch until Matt came out for Sifu. I think mm-hmm. that was, of course, it had to be the turning point. Don't you agree? I mean, what was your take on Matt's performance on the day? It was okay. Um, I don't think he was that effective, but he, and a lot of times, like, I I just didn't notice him, to be honest. And so um, I think, like, with Mac, he is sometimes, like, his mistakes have been so visible and high profile in terms of leading directly to goals, um, you know, missed passes, or, or on the flip side, missing, you know, sitters and things like that, or not making easy crosses. So I think for him, I almost kind of felt like he was just sort of floating in the middle. Um, And at this point, like even when I do see Mac have a good distribution game where he's, you know, 
seeing Bela Rossi making this run and he's able to find them down the line or he's just making the simple passes that he should, uh, we don't really notice it because so much has, attention has been drawn to his mistakes. And yeah. I really yeah. feel that his reputation right now, at least with the fan base, is pretty low. It's nearing rock bottom. Um, so I think just in terms of stats, he was not bad at all. But um, I think in terms of impact, not too much impact on actually converting plays into uh, attacking opportunities. And that, that's it. I mean, he defensively, he seemed fine on the day. He was covering his people, right? He's doing that. He's doing the dirty work, the stuff people don't notice on television, right? Yeah. But distribution, there wasn't there. I mean, there was yeah. not. You weren't going to get a goal generated by Mac on the day. You just It right. wasn't in him for the day, for sure. Of course, Sifo comes in, and it's almost like an instant change. It really yeah. is. By the 68th minute, you want to explain how beautiful that play was, Christine? Because that was yeah, that was gorgeous. so I mean, and you should add to this too. But um, you know, Sifu he started the play and he finished the play. So he yeah. distributed the ball. He found Kim. Kim um, sort of does a, a quick outside of the foot pass to Vela. Vela sees Segura running, so he holds it for a second and then he rolls it backwards down to Segura, um, who's making the run down the the right flank. Segura sees Sifu. In the at the top of the 18, Sifu holds his run for a, a split second um, for Segura to you know lay that ball back diagonally, and Sifu just takes it first time, um, low and down to the corner. Beautiful shot. Um, you know he's from the beginning has been one of the only players on our team that ever shoots from distance. This wasn't necessarily far, but you could see that he's somebody he's got a shot. You know what I mean? And he he loves taking shots first time which we need for sure. So mm -hmm. um, good for him. Like he's, he's on a roll playing super good. Um, I don't know what you think about him not starting. If you think it's like a load management issue for Wednesday, but at the same time, if we think they look at the rest of the lineup, they, a lot of them played 90 and a lot of them are going to play 90 on Wednesday. So I don't, I don't know. What do you think of like is the reason behind? I quite literally think, the only reason he didn't start is because he wanted Mac to get a game in before he left for Canada. Mm. I think that's it. It's a player right. that's going to be out of lineup for a long time, so you can yeah. burn him out as long as you need to because he's not going to be fatigued on Wednesday. He's not going to be there on Wednesday. So you might as right. well get the work rate out from him, see yeah. who comes in healthy, mm -hmm. you see what happens. So, yeah. yes, it was driving us nuts for 68 minutes, right? Yeah. But then he did come in. And he changed the game. So if you're Bob Absolutely. Bradley, think of it from his perspective. Hey, man, I rested this guy. I kept him out. I brought him in fresh. And look at the beautiful combination play that he started. If he wasn't fresh, would he have done that in that minute? Who knows? Yeah. But it worked. But it worked. The guys did the job. He came in. He finished things off. Job done. I got my job done. You know, like that would be my thought if I'm the coaching staff. Like, yeah, okay, hey, the plan worked. The plan worked. For the rest of us, it's like, dude, we were laboring for 68 minutes. We needed him in the game. Let me ask you, do you think he has the fitness to play two games in four days, 90 minutes? I mean, Seems is that it? yeah, is that an issue or a question mark for I don't think it is. Okay. It has so to, I mean, I would say they'd always be concerned about injuries. 
Right. Yeah. He's a kid. Come on. You think he's going to get tired? I don't think he's going to be tired. I don't think so either. I was just trying to think of reasons of why, you know, because um, also in the game, they kept calling him a super sub. And I'm just like, I don't know if I would consider him a super sub. I would consider him a starter, kind of full 90 kind of guy. Um, Up and coming star for LAFC. That's what I see. Exactly. I, you know, the fans love him at this point. He keeps delivering when he needs to deliver. He gets stuck mm-hmm. in when he has to. So he's on both sides of the ball doing what he's got to do. Mm-hmm. What more do you want from him? There is not much more he can give from his position where he's playing. He is at a level right now that he's not been in ever in his career with us. Okay. He's at his high point so far. I think he's yeah. still going up. I think the trajectory is still going to be more from him. Right. But this is what we purchased. This is the player that we thought yeah. we were going to get. That's for sure. We're, we're going to actually get on some of those MLS goals of the week now with Sifu just banging, like, you know, long-range balls. Oh, um, man. If he's going to hit one-time grass cutters and, and just exactly. bomb these things. it's And then Kim can do the same thing when, he's a, mm-hmm. when he gets a chance to pop up there. He can yeah. hit them. I, I yeah. just – it's all good things. It really is. I'm loving it. I'm loving the dynamic. It's it's beautiful. I just it think is. somebody needs to shout shoot when Kim is like at a distance because I think he's usually looking to pass. And somebody somebody in the the north end needs to be just be like shoot. <laughs> that um, that would work. No. Yes. No. <laughs> I think he. I think now that he's got he's got one under his belt. I think he will. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. in Austin, we'll talk about it. I think this is the perfect game for Kim Moon Hwan. Like, this is yeah. the ideal setup. It's a 4-3-3, so it's a little thin in their midfield. Mm-hmm. He gets the patrol out there, and who's going to cover him if they're playing that system? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. So we'll talk about that as we go. But in this match, yeah. you know, it, it does get a little bit more interesting because not that long later, Romero kind of gets caught in two worlds because he's aggressive. <laughs> because he's aggressive. Right. Not that he's timid. <laughs> it's because he's, I'm, I'm, I, I think I could get this one. He got a piece of it. He did get a piece of it. I think if he held his line, the guy would have smashed it past him. I really do. He took a chance. He did get a finger on it and slow the ball down enough. And Segura just pulled something that you would see like in a video game. Uh, Flying through the back. Nice clearance out of bounds with no real decent angle while he's sliding across. It's just a thing of beauty. thing of beauty. Uh, Yeah. Go for it. I know I, you wanted to say something no, about it. Yeah. No, I just, it's not even about Segura. It's about Romero. I was thinking about, I don't, can't remember if it was in the SKC game or the game before where he came out of the box on a set piece and he completely missed the ball. And the, the, the far post was completely wide open, but whoever headed it wide. And I'm just thinking, you know, there's something like, it's like Providence in a way that he, those didn't end up as goals because I think. Our, the trajectory of his momentum would have changed, but yeah, thank goodness he got a finger on that goal. Um, I don't. I can, it was so close. I couldn't tell if he had made the right decision, but like you said, he didn't hesitate. The worst thing he could do is go and then stop. That's literally the worst thing. But like we see it all the time, um, and you know, like <laughs> man, <laughs> man, amazing. <laughs> 
so much so much pace and he's done it's not the first time he's done something crazy like this and uh, right. i just love that after the reaction he wasn't like i just did it everybody's going crazy on him and he's just like yeah, yeah. No big deal. No big exactly deal. like he's that's like, just how you doing my job right I just, i'm there you know and, and that's fine and i know everybody's like oh you know romero coming out like that look at it this way when mm -hmm. a goalkeeper is aggressive and he forces a confrontation he's mm -hmm. changing the decision making process of the attacker yeah he doesn't give them the option to think about it they just have to react mm -hmm. in every case if you rush an attacker you're the one dictating what their decision process is going to be you're giving them yeah. an option not one that they prefer right so that's the beauty of the position right uh and so he's yeah. he's doing that i'm fine with it all you know it might burn us for one but i'm okay with with a little bit of adventure okay. it's fine so far it's worked out so yeah, yeah it's paid off well i, I mm -hmm. I'm, I'm feeling good about it i know he's got to be feeling good about it uh the rest of the match honestly wasn't about how we played more how we how we rode this one and grinded this one to get to the finish. <laughs> I don't, you know, nothing can be called a highlight on the day, except maybe Rosie uh, getting picked up like a like a toy doll <laughs> by the RSL I think this, players. This is uh, our best time wasting game so far that I've seen in LFC history. Everybody doing all kinds of antics. <laughs> I mean, RSL did this to us when they took us out in the playoffs, right back in the day. I think we it's deal good. with this. Yeah, wow, we finally got to give it back. Right. It always happens to us. It's nice yeah. that we get to be the guys that aren't playing that great, but somehow get it back. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. I now, mean, yeah, yeah. Sandpaper. I always believe sandpaper beats silk. Right in a tight game, <laughs> pretty stuff isn't going to win it. It's going to be the 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 nonsensical. Thank you. Tick them off. Exactly. Play. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Uh, Clearly, we're a silky team. That's like we love to play off an S, but I, in a way, you kind of like you're proud to see that they could pull this off. And Bob said it too. He kind of was like chuckling to himself and he was like, Of course, this was not our best football, but the mentality was good because they did what they had to do to win the game. You know, end of story, not pretty at all. But, um, you Simple. know, if we have to lay on the ground ah. like a little rag doll. And it got us a game. shutout. We got a shutout playing this way. I'm okay if you get shutouts. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. yeah I'll, um, anytime. So we get to play thieves in the night, steal three points, leave Salt right. Lake, leave them angry about missed opportunities throughout the season. Now they get to have the conversation yeah. we were having last week. Ha ha, deal with it. And we get to move on with a little momentum going into a very hostile environment. So right. it's a Good thing, that's for sure. Now, I mm -hmm. would say let's talk about key stats because in this match, I know you're like, mm -hmm. really, this match? There's key stats. There are key stats. Yeah. I had to bring them up because they're stats that were never on that side of the column, but somehow we were this time, and mm -hmm. it tells a story. Of yeah. course, one is all you need. One shot on goal, one goal line clearance. That was enough. But here's the deal. We seeded possession. They had 58% of the possession in this match. It wasn't like it was in our final third or anything. It was mostly in their own half because we were just running lines and and just making sure the passing lanes weren't what they needed to be, but we're putting in the work, okay? We were outshot 4-1 to one for shots on goal, mm -hmm. which means they only had four, guys. Not that much more impressive than us. You have 60% of the ball, and you're only getting four on goal. Yeah. Here's the funny thing. Something we never win, duels. 
We never win duels. We always are on the wrong side of duels. This case was 57-46 for us. Mm -hmm. That's right. We out-tackle those guys. We beat them in the one-on-ones where it yeah. counts the most. Yeah, aerials. <laughs> Do we ever win aerials? We don't win aerials. <laughs> never. We won aerials. 19-12. Right. What is going on here? All of a sudden, something's gone on. Here's the other department we never win in. Fouls. This one tripped me out. We had 14 fouls in this game. Oh my gosh. Right? They had nine. We 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 bludgeoned them. Like, hey, check that out. I'll take it. I'll take it. It's something we don't do. And then Romero, again, why is it important? He had three saves. Two of them were from inside the box. Mm -hmm. What else yeah. do you want? I think, you know, I remember back in the day with Vermeer, if it was a shot in the box, it was a goal. Like, Right. He'll stop one's outside, inside's not happening. Mm -hmm. Not the case for Romero. So to me, those are the stats. It's like, those aren't the pretty stats. Nope, they're not the pretty stats. They're the no. grinder stats. That yeah. one, we need that, especially in the second half. We usually don't do that. Yeah. This time we did it. I mean, it's think good. about all the future games where our backs are against the wall. We're not playing like we want to. Field conditions aren't good. It's hot, raining, whatever. Like, we need to be able to be able to like be this tough essentially you know physically and mentally i'm happy a, a much I'm super happy yeah i'm super happy with ugly football and i'm fine with it <laughs> i'll take it i need the three points i yeah. need to feel good going into the work week this is good for me i'll take it i know things will get better i know we'll play better we get back yeah. to the five three two right mm -hmm. crazy wing backs you'll get your pretty football again that's fine we didn't have an option with blackman and the red card so we had to do something. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, so that being said, we're going to jump into what everybody's saying on here uh, from the last match, get some reactions, and we'll transition to some community stuff. And then we'll talk about Austin, as always. Mm -hmm. So jumping up here, we've got uh, Lunch Special Geo says, uh, Moon Juan has the energy I want every other player to have. Oh, Agreed. yeah. A little bit so, of beast mode and hitting the turf is it's a good thing. It's a good thing. That yeah. that was like one of my favorite moments of the game when he got pissed off that you know he got fouled and he actually got the play to be called back because I think the ref was going to give it advantage, but instead we you know got the free kick and that player got a yellow. But just to see him be that angry and impassioned, I think is was awesome. I loved it. I was like, he really cares and he wants this. One of my top favorite parts of the game. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree, but he seems mm -hmm. to keep providing me with favorite parts of the game. Every time he's yeah. out there, I'm getting favorite parts of the game from him, whether it's oh. tight dribbling, whether it's mm -hmm. crazy overlap play. Mm -hmm. Everything he's doing right now is what we want from a player, the aggression. Yeah. Let's just mm -hmm. hope it's contagious. That's that's what I want to see. Uh, Marvin Chavez chimes in. Sifu has... I think it has as many goals as Barrett and Rossi. Mm -hmm. And he's even a midfielder, not even an attacking midfielder. Mm -hmm. No, but when we play the 5-3-2, he is an attacking midfielder. He's advanced uh, when he plays that system. So right. payoff is there. That's for sure, Marvin. I'm, I'm all on board with that. It's okay. I think that's more Rossi needing to step up than anything else. Mm -hmm. But that's where I sit on that. Uh, yeah, I was with Jason at Rowdy's uh, in Rancho for the Empire Boys watch party. Thank nice. you, everyone, for the amazing, amazing uh, brotherly vibes. 
it was cool. I really felt a part of all of it, the 3252 through and through. That is that is for sure. So thank you guys for being so welcoming. Uh, and he, he said, on my last 10-minute break, where he, you know, he's jumping on. He's missing all of us. We miss you, Jason. Uh, I know Jason's going to be back on on Thursday. Yes, we're going to do a Thursday episode to recap Austin before we have a nice little weekend off to watch some amazing European champions finals and all that fun stuff. So, uh, yeah, the Euros end, I think, this weekend. So all good, all good on that end. Uh, so, Jason, man, we love you. We miss you, man. Uh, looking forward to seeing you on Thursday. Marvin says, if Blackman was a red, this was a red. Agreed, sir. Agreed. Double standards, yeah. I, I I think the only difference is it was first half versus second half, but still that shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter. Jason, uh, I was a witness. Joseph called it at the watch party. K for Sifuentes, something good will happen. I didn't say it in a happy way. Uh, what I did is two subs happened for RSL. And I sat there like, why are we always, are we always the reactive ones? And why does it always take us 10 minutes to react to any change the other team makes? So I walk over to him and I said, well, probably after they pull the ball out of the net, we'll bring Sifuentes in for K. And he goes, what? And that was how I was like, God dang it, get him in there. Like, I was mad. I'm like, dude, why do we always wait too long to make the move? And then they did make the move. Ten minutes after I said they, they were going to make the move. And nice. you saw it all happened. So I was like, I was angry. I was just mad. I was, yeah. yeah. I was raging a little bit. Like, come on, man. Why do we always, like, why aren't we ready for that? Right. There it is. Uh, Marvin, I agree. I think it's good Romero went out. I agree too. Hot hand. I don't don't be surprised if he starts against Austin again. Don't be shocked by that. Uh Roberto Espinosa, it wasn't pretty, but we needed that win. Again, all wins are pretty at this stage of the season. We'll take it. John Adams, barricade no longer exists at LAFC home games. What's barricade? I'm a lost on that one. Wasn't sure what that was. Okay, uh, I'm getting fireworks by my house right now. Uh, John Adams, Mark Anthony K won't leave LASC until July 10th of the Gold Cup. The 10th? I thought they were already taken off now. Uh, yeah, that's what I, I thought I, too. I, yeah, I thought he was already gone. We'll see what happens on Wednesday, but I think they're already because the league already announced a bunch of they basically everyone leaving. They're putting on social media like, hey, have a great Gold Cup, everybody. So they're, they're shouting that out this today. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Marvin Chaw, the far fan wasn't the worst this game. Do we keep developing or put him in Palacios as soon as he gets back? Ah, so I'm not sure what the protocols are for Palacios coming back in the lineup from playing in Copa America. I'm not yeah. sure how long it's going to take. I know I'm supposed to know that. I don't know that yet. What I do know is that he is coming back because his tournament's done. Yeah. Uh, and Farfan, like I said, I'm good with Farfan defensively. Distribution is not quite there yet. And if we're going to play this, this wing back system, he's going to have yeah. to get better with it. He was aggressive against SKC in that first half. And I liked what he was doing against SKC. Mm -hmm. So there was something there in the four, three, three though. Yeah, Palacios is the better option. That's for sure. Even though Palacios has been coughing up weird opportunities uh, in defending for us. So there's that. Palacios, um, Palacios started against Argentina as a winger. Yeah. The last Copa America game. Because I yeah, was watching right? it and I was like, what position is he playing? And I was like, weird, he's playing left wing. 
Uh, he wouldn't. I mean, I, I watched that game. I, uh, he only played the first half. Didn't like nothing crazy, nothing crazy good, nothing crazy bad. But I mean, I guess they thought he was a. It, it would be better in his, as kind of an attacking threat. I do like yeah. his offense better than his defense. That's for sure. Yeah, it sounds funny. You know, he's a defender, but uh, yeah. the wing the wing works for him. He's got the skills for it. That's for certain. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he's a wing back for us, then it works. You know. Yeah. We'll be fine if we're playing. If we're gonna play the five three two this week, I'm gonna be super happy, especially if he comes back. Be good things. Uh, Gomez Junior. Why are there no rumors or for transfers? Is Brian coming back? Like, it's like the million dollar question. Uh, I think he is coming back because he is under contract with us. So why wouldn't he? Unless we loan him back to Peñarol, which I don't think that works. But I think he is coming back. I yeah. challenge you guys to, to figure out where he's going to play in our system. Uh, I, I was thinking voodoo craziness because Bob likes to do crazy things sometimes with the lineup. What if yeah. you developed them to play wingback? No way. <laughs> Do you think he could? Do you offensively? I think he could. I think he could then he gets 10 more yards to go kick, butt. Mm-hmm. he's a natural left mid or right mid. So it's kind of his patrolling area, but it's the defensive side of things. Could you see it happening? I know it'd be crazy. If that happens, I don't know. I will. I will eat my right sock. That will be the day, Joseph. That will be the day. I'm I not mean, saying it's ask, gonna happen. You're asking him to play a position where you have to run nonstop up and down the line, and most importantly, play defense, like a lot of defense. Big ask. Big ask. Big ask. <laughs> I mean, we've we've asked other players to do crazier things. Right. I think the other transfer rumor that I would like to know too is what's going on with Dio. Dude, so Dio's been a funny story. Uh, mm-hmm. You saw the thirty-two fifty-two. You saw me throwing it out there. I think everybody, you know, for the purpose of nostalgia and again, guts, guts, being tough in rough situations, being tough in the late stages of a game and not giving up. Dio has that. And it's something that we've been missing all year. Kim Moon Juan has it. Okay. Others don't. Sifu has it. Sifu has it. I know he has it. But we haven't seen it from our front line. And so, I, th- you know, just like me, I think pressure is the story. Like, can he come in and pressure things and make it a little more aggressive and give us, because he is the ultimate super sub, give us that super sub option to, to take teams out because we know he would. He definitely would. So I think that's where, at, where we're at. I do think if Dio got the opportunity, I don't think he'd question it. I think he'd come back. He knows he's loved here. He's a legend here. I think if he got the shot, we made a move for him. We'd we'd go for it, and it'd all be good things. Health is always the conversation with him and injuries, mm-hmm. right? But I yeah. think this is more of a nostalgic uh, push. Is what we're looking at right now. Uh, I I hope something. I hope there's more to it. Hope there's a lot. You know, <laughs> the pot is stirring. I, really, I see a I sparkle hope, in your eyes, Joseph. I see a sparkle I'm, in your eyes. That means... I'd be, I'd be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy because we need, we need something. Yeah, we need, we need something to shake up. And I, the rumors I've heard haven't been that solid yet. So that, that would be interesting. Um, other rumors have been about. I mean, there was this kid that plays for Pachuca that that came up. Um, play, you know, 
that one that one seemed to have a little bit of reality not on reality but it would pass the sniff test if he was a target i'll say that it checks all it ticks all the boxes of 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 like a john thorrington signing it really does you know young players played for his youth national team he's had there has been interest from europe into inquiring into his services uh he hasn't been able to get playtime at Pachuca because there's more established players in that role, even though if they were smart about it, which Pachuca is a smart side, um, they might be thinking long term with him. The only thing is his contract's up in like December. So he'd have to re up with them. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Uh, I think it could happen. I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying I know anything extra than anybody else. I, I'm just looking at the rumor as is. So. You know, it it fits. If it's the case, it fits. Uh, let's see. Man, we have some good comments. They're flying today. I got to say, guys, you guys are kicking butt. Uh, Steve Ramirez, do you think the rest of the team now feels Sifo should start over Mac? I think the rest of the team just wants to start themselves at this point. Uh, they're just worrying about getting the job done. Um, I would you say go out yes. there and. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they I love Mac so. too. Like he's, it's a very tight locker room. For the most part, uh, so I don't, I don't think that's the mindset. It's just the competitive side of things, right? Uh, Marvin Chavez isn't the transfer window opening in like two days. Where are the rumors? Yeah, it is opening. It's happening. It's happening. That's why I say we're talking about B Rod coming back. We'll talk about it more in a few seconds here, but yeah, it's opening. Something's got to give, right? We we want to see the hat box uh, popping up on Twitter. Maybe when it says international, just saying. Definitely want the hat box coming back on Twitter. Let's do that. Love you, Rich. Love the hat box. Uh, ooh, Junior, our very own Junior popping on for tonight. As mentioned in prior episodes, MLS is a season within a season and all about peaking at the right moment. We're showing signs of life again and hopefully start our stride towards peaking soon. Exactly. You know who's not peaking right now? Who seems to look like they're starting to fade? Oh, yeah, the Seattle Sounders are looking very normal now. If you watch their games, they're not walking over anybody anymore. It's kind of been figured out. Watch it. It's not that dominant. Um, so they're starting to level a bit. Maybe their energy is starting to drop off. So it happens. Highs and lows in a season. This is a good time to start making a run, getting some points, and getting into playoffs. That's that's the end of, end of the game. And finding your, finding your stride right before it kicks off. That is for certain. But you can't sit two points from bottom and think you're going to make it. So get consistent, get better, move forward. <laughs> Brian's ego is too big to play as a wing back. There's the that answer right there. That's an amazing comment, Marvin. <laughs> and I think that's right. That's the, that's the criticism. Everybody's like, why you guys got so much skill? Dude, it's not that he doesn't have skill. Nobody here is doubting his talent. The man is talented. He's capable. He's ca that's what drives everybody crazy. He's capable of being a star at this side. Yeah. But is he willing to get is he willing to get stuck in for it? That's like the age-old like lesson of life. Like people who have talent who don't try versus people who have less talent and try hard. And you're always gonna go with the person who works harder because they succeed. So. That's why we love Latif yeah. and we mm -hmm. don't love Brian. Right? Latif isn't the highest skilled player on the field. We know this, but he's the hardest worker. 
And that's what we love about him. And he gets the job done in tight moments because he outworks his opponents. That's why we love him. Brian hasn't shown that yet, that he's going to put in that work, that he's going to battle, that he's going to make it happen. Yes, he got a lot of assists last year. That is true. That is true. But it also looked like he had one foot out the door pretty much for most of it, like he wanted to leave, right? And then the interviews kind of doubled down on that. So now coming back is going to be awkward. That's for sure. But you know what? He can prove us all wrong and perform. And then we all shut up and go, oh, good stuff, Brian. We were wrong about you. So you know what? If you're coming back, man, prove us wrong. Show us what you got. We'll love you for it. That's for certain. Uh, Let's see. Junior, any player being played out of position in MLS is more than likely. Dude, it's like a very common thing. And it's very common for people to play winger or striker to convert into outside backs. It's happened. Okay. Uh, I can think of several that have done that, that have moved back. Uh, we've had some in our own side that had started their careers as strikers that played as backs. So it's it happens in this game. It definitely happens. So, again, does he put in the work to make it happen, to stay relative, like, like relevant? We know Latif will play anywhere. Who else? Right? So there, there it is. Uh, what if Rossi Vela? Oh, I love this from Gomez. What if Rossi Vela and Brian somehow start getting massive goals? Will we forgive Brian? Goals always forgive. Goals always forgive. Yes, the answer is yes. Yes, it's like an exorcism, right? The goal, the goals will bring the demons out. We're done. We're done. Like we're back. We all love him again. Get us a trophy. We love you forever. All right. So Brian, you know your way back, man. Find your way into our hearts through goals. Mm. It's good. Bruce was in L.A. with his agent. Bruce? Here I mean Brian, right? I'm going to say that he's thinking Brian. Mm. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Roberto, Latif is a blessing. I agree. And, of course, he says, see what I did there. Yeah, we saw what they did there. And on that dad joke moment, we're now going to be moving into a little bit of community stuff. Thank you for the transition, sir. Let's move on. So, we, again, we're talking about B-Rods. We're going to keep moving on. We talked about him, right? I think we put enough into him. Don't you think, Christine? Yeah, I think we're good till we actually see him. There we go. And I also want to give a shout-out to our very own DJ Fresco, who is repping both LAFC and Nigeria at the match this weekend. My condolences to you, sir, on Nigeria getting absolutely kind of thrashed. On the match, it was kind of sad to see it end the way it did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I do know that that wasn't Nigeria's A side, even anywhere close to their A side. There was a lot of, of big names missing, uh, but it was nice to see them come out, uh, and even nice to see Fresco with that customized kit, repping in style, dude. Good stuff, man. Nice to see you out there, dude. Loved it. Loved every second of that. Uh, viewing party updates. We're still looking for those things. So if you know something this week. For the midweek match, do that. Uh, I know that Empire Boys are definitely going back to Rowdies on Wednesday. That's a certain. Uh, I think things start at about 5.30. I'm not sure I'll get there because i got to work and commute. So I'm not sure I'm going to make it for that. But if you can make it out there, out in Ranch, you'll definitely go check it out. It's a great spot. And the owners are total football uh, lovers and fans. Uh, I believe they're FC Copenhagen fans. So it's kind of cool. Kind of cool. I know, right? So. Yeah, go check it out. Uh, I also want to bring up the Bar Partner Program. It is back. Our very 
good friend Patrick Aviles is now running the Bar Partner program. I saw, I mean, let me, I'm going to throw it out there. Let's see. We've got, why not delay you guys a little further? Talk about some beer. Uh, let me see if I can find that here. Okay, so 2021 Bar Partner Program. We got Party Beer, 33 Taps, The Brit, Brooklyn Avenue Pizza Company, Casa de Pancho, The Garage, Fresh, nice. Fish Grill, Joxer Dailies is on the list. Mm-hmm. Of course, La Chuparia, all their locations. Uh, uh, La Perla del Mar is on here. Uh, Lucky Baldwin's really, really Lucky's. I love it, guys. Good stuff. Of course, they'd be on there. Why wouldn't they be on there? Uh, Next round, Bar and Grill. O'Brien's Irish Pub and Restaurant in Santa Monica. The Parlor. Of course. Uh, Q Club Sports Lounge in Oxnard. Oxnard. Check that out. Uh, The R Bar in Long Beach. Rocco's Tavern. The Stocking Horse. And that's who's out there so far. And you know that number. That, that's going to grow. That list is definitely going to grow. So if you're interested, reach out to Patrick about how your favorite bar can be a part of the Bar Partner Program. So if you're doing watch parties and you really like that spot, yes, get Patrick in contact with the ownership and make it happen because it actually has a huge payoff if they do. So, I mean, like, again, you get featured. It's awesome. So go for it. Uh I guess we should move on. I know, I know we've had some amazing people offering the B&G Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, they're not available tonight, obviously. Our boy Jason is working. Uh, I, I believe Rasta is as well. He's DJing tonight. So I'm going to jump in and throw a wild card into it. I'll actually present one. So I'm going to go with On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. You're like, what, a country one? Yep, there you go. We are going to Austin after all. So Mm -hmm. On the Road Again, I think it's perfect for what it is. And you're like, well, what do you know about that album? Well, I know as a kid I was addicted to On the Road Again. It's just kids do these things, right? They fixate. I was one of those kids. So uh, it's on the Honeysuckle Rose uh, soundtrack. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we had that on vinyl when I was a kid. Uh, Came out in 1980, so you know how old I am now. Uh, Go check it out. I mean, everybody knows On the Road Again. If you don't know On the Road Again, I don't know where you've been in this country. So, <laughs> dude, check out the album because it has a lot of stars on it, a lot of great classic songs. Um, it was a movie that was produced by Willie Nelson, so he wrote the song specifically for the movie. Check it out. Check it out. If you're into old school country, it's a good one. That's for sure. And on that note, let's talk about going On the Road Again. Dad Joke Central right there. So we are on the road again. We are going to Austin. Yes. Willie's home base in a way, you could say, right? So, yes, we're heading to Austin for the first time ever against the facsimile 3252 section. Yeah, I'll say that. Imitation is the best form of flattery, so I see it, people. Uh, Christine, what can you tell us about Austin FC? How are they doing right now? Yeah, so in terms of record, so far this season, they're three, four, and five. Um, they recently had their first win at home at the Q2 Stadium, 4-1 versus the Timbers. This is their very first win at home. They've had draws, but they have not had a win. Huge, huge moment for them. Um, in terms of community development branding, they're pretty on point. They've done a great job in terms of getting the community involved. So there's been a lot of hype around this win and big, big morale boost. Um, before that, their first road win was like in week two. 
against Colorado. Uh, but other than that, they've been sort of middling. Um, and, you know, they're an expansion team. So that's, they're not like us, you know. <laughs> this is like what an expansion team should be like, sort of like middle of the road to bottom of the pack um, with some highlights. But they've also had to deal with some early injuries very early on in the season um, with some important uh, starting positions. So what I've seen noticed in the last, you know, few games is their lineup has, does change a lot in terms of who's available. Um, but there are a couple key star attackers and key um, defenders that are, including their keeper that are always going to start. So um, you mentioned earlier, one of their, probably the biggest change in terms of who's not going to be available is their attacker Gallagher and he's their goal scorer. So yeah, what was the injury that you that they said yeah. it was a foot injury? That's what mm -hmm. I I found that article this morning and it came out that they released that he had a foot injury. He actually made a statement himself about it. And the suggestion from Josh Wolf is that he's gonna be out for multiple matches. So there's not like he's oh, a wow. questionable, he's he's out, out. He's not gonna be available for us, which is sad because mm -hmm. he did score the first ever like goal there. So right. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough for them to have that happen. We all know as an expansion side, we've been there, done that, that when you lose a starter, it's it's a big hole to fill. Um, yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Uh, I would say, yeah, I mean, they have some other options, and we'll talk about those options, but that one definitely is going to hurt a bit. They also lost two outside backs, right? They have two missing mm -hmm. from the lineup as well. Yeah, they well Ben Sweat from the start, and then Nick Lima recently, um, not recently, but about two weeks ago, with a hamstring injury. So he's going to be out as well. But um, they have two replacement, um, Hector Jimenez, and then a guy from Slovenia. I'm not sure if I'm saying his name right, but it's Komanich. Yeah, Zan Komanich. Mm -hmm. Komanich. Yeah, he's been really good for them too. He's really stepped up in there in the lineup as yeah. a left back. Uh, mm -hmm. Their outside backs with thought were going to be a weakness because of the injury situation have actually turned into very capable options for them. Yeah. So, yeah, they seem fine, even though you know these guys are the the understudies. That's for sure. Uh, the center back pairing is an interesting one, right? I mean, that's been a yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's become Cascante and Beasler. And they've mm -hmm. stolen the job. I know they have another guy there that's like big money. He's lost his starting job. Uh, these two are the choice. And then the goalkeeping situation was another interesting vibe because the young kid took the starting job from the beginning, and he hasn't mm -hmm. given it up. Uh, it's still going to be Brad Stuver. I don't think that's going to change against us. That's who mm -hmm. they're confident with. It does remind me. I mean, Josh Wolf kind of approaches the game a lot of ways that Bob does, right? Once he finds his mix, he doesn't mm -hmm. mess with it. He does, and he finds his chemistry, and he, he goes with it. So, yeah, Cascante and Beasler expected. Expect Stuver, expect Klamanich, expect Hector, Hector Jimenez at right back. I don't think that's going to change. Uh, mm -hmm. Defensive midfield, of course, who do they have in defensive mid, Christine? Um, let's see. They have um, – oh, Alex Ray, of course. Um, yeah, so Alex Ring, and then they have um, Daniel Pereira and then Pochettino. So Daniel mm -hmm. Pereira is the was the first overall pick in the MLS Super Draft, but he's uh, he's been a starter for them on multiple occasions and doing pretty well. 
it's been a trip because I think they were thinking of having him transition into the role, and instead he's he's just yeah. taking it and he's not giving it back. Which, yeah, I mean, your number one pick, what a payoff, right? That's huge. So, Almost never yeah, happens. <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't. It usually takes transition time to make it work, right. but it's working. So mm-hmm. good on him. Uh, it, it, it works out well. And, of course, left wing is is probably super predictable. It's going to be Diego Fagundes. Um, but the question is, who's going to be there? Who's going to be the right wing? Who's going to be the striker? That's going to be the story. Is what are they going to do? Because the lineup is a little bit, a little yeah. bit off. Um, Gallagher would be your guy. He went off in the 46th minute. It ain't happening at right wing. Uh, the right. center, it's probably going to be Dominguez. They're number ten. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any question. It's going to be Dominguez. Get two right. assists the last game. He's been he's been hanging, uh, hanging pretty well there. The options at attack are interesting. You have Stroud, you have Mane, who's old school, right? And then you have uh, Redis that could be coming in. Redis last game only came in the 88th minute. The guy they trusted to play most of the game was Stroud, who did pay off and get an assist for them in that game. So my thought is you're going to give him that start because he produced for you and got you your first win ever at home. That's how things work. Merit means something. It should. And so my my prediction would be Stroud. Do you think they might go with the other options? I think they'll go with Stroud as well. Yeah, I think it's it's pretty straightforward. If he doesn't do well in the first half, don't be surprised if Mene uh, comes into the game. And honestly, I think sure. Redis would be their, their more speedy option uh, to come mm-hmm. in to counter us. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do. It's pretty much settled except for the right wing position. That's about it. That's the only place where I think we could be like, well, they could surprise us there. But otherwise this is, this is what to expect from them. Uh, Mm -hmm. Style of play. Very much. They want the possession based play. They want to use their wings. They want to do very LAFC things. Mm -hmm. I just, I can't help but feel like, both on and off the field, they just basically went to the Xerox machine and said, LAFC's formula, let's take the book and copy the entire thing, right? I'll just change yeah. a few words and take credit for it. I think that's what we're dealing with here when it comes to Austin. And not trying to be mean about it, I just they, they see what works and they're jumping on that. And that's, a, that's the formula that they're using. Uh, so the system's going to be very familiar to what we do. And then, yes, for those of you traveling there, you're going to be tripping out when you go because, yes, it's a great environment. It's a fun environment, mm-hmm. but you're going to look and go, if I close my eyes, is it kind of like a baby 3252? <laughs> or at least wants to be. Songs are similar. Their couple right. stands are identical. Identical. Like, look, everything looks kind of like, well, we just, we saw what they did and we're going to do it as well. So it's kind of a vibe. I'll say that. Um, they have stepped up though. They are performing like their stands mm-hmm. there. They're moving. They're making noise. It sounds good. It sounds yeah. good. So it will be a real home advantage for them. Our guys are going to feel very much like, well, it sounds like home. Uh, <laughs> our guys are going to look at their guys. Their guys are going to look at us and be like, hey, it'll be like it's that the Spider-Man, Spider-Man point, right? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Except yeah, for the I think original that's... one. So. Dude, I swear uh, it's not that original. It's not. Yeah. Uh, but if yeah. it works, I guess that's what you're going to jump on. So that makes sense. Uh, looking at it right now, uh, I think the story is more about us at this point. We know what they're going to have on offer. I and mean, we know they're going to play well. They're they're flying right now after this big win against Portland. Killed Portland. 
It's more of yeah. what are we expecting from our guys. Uh, do you think we're going to go 4-3-3 or think we're going to go back to 5-3-2? Well, I don't know because, like you said, they play a really similar style than we as we do. And, um, you know, Ring and Dominguez are both doing really well, at least in the last game. They both made, you know, team of the week for MLS. Um, I think Dominguez is a really smart uh, attacking distributor. Like, he, he doesn't only you know score goals he's also somebody who can do this really quick layoffs and that's why he's had he had two assists that last game um and on top of that we're going to be in their stadium they are coming up a huge huge win so there is a, a definitely a, a, a home field advantage going on there so uh, i wonder if we'll do the five through two so that we can take advantage of that heavy defense but quick transition and attack because you know honestly like Kim makes a big difference and we have three center backs who are solid 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 like in the last game um uh in terms of stats our defense had the best one some of the best stats across the board you know what I mean they're they had some of the best stats of the team and they've been really consistent this season um along with Romero so, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they had did a 5-3-2, but I think, you know, Bob's only done that so far a couple times, so I wonder if he's going to go revert back to his 4-3-3. I think Not he likes sure. it. Yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if he's going to do the first half 4-3-3, second half 5-3-2, like we saw mm-hmm. in, a, in another match, just to close things out. He right. could do that. Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I just... The moments we play the 5-3-2, the first half against SKC was mm-hmm. probably one of my favorite halves I've ever seen from our side because SKC didn't know how to bottle those guys up. They didn't know yeah. how to tie things up. They were outmatched. And this is against Busio in the middle, right? Mm-hmm. And you were mm-hmm. you were outplaying them, one of the best midfields in MLS, and they didn't right. have any solutions for what you were bringing. We were having playmaking coming from Kim on the outside. Yeah. Right, he became distributor. He became right. the force. It shifted everything away from what Busio and them could do in the middle. So now mm-hmm. everything's being played on the outsides, and the ball wasn't anywhere near where their change change makers are, where their playmakers are. They weren't getting close enough to the ball because the the run of play wasn't wasn't going to drive it there. So I can't help but feel now we're playing against these guys, and we know their best player is actually a defensive midfielder. Well, why mm-hmm. don't you just keep the action away from him? Right. The five three two would do that. So that that's yeah. where I feel I feel it it would be the, the favorite, but you never yeah. know with Bob uh, what he's gonna see for this match. Now, yeah, that's yeah. Go keep ahead. going, keep going. No, no, you go for it. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, he was gonna talk about the K blessing seafood setup. I think it's more yeah. of not a story anymore because K's probably on his way out. It's gonna be out. Mm-hmm. So it's so the be question is, Sifu, uh-huh. a twista. Blessing. Blessing. Well, <laughs> right. That's right. It. <laughs> and and then we again it just because of who's available, I mean Janela, is he really gonna play? Let's be real, guys. Is Janela gonna play? He seems to be in a doghouse. I don't know what's going yeah. on there, but he just doesn't seem to be he doesn't even get sent to Vegas. He's just kinda hanging out. Right. He's in purgatory there. at the moment. Yeah. I'm just baffled. Um baffled by it a little bit maybe he's just not putting in the work we're not in training we don't see it maybe yeah. that's what's going on 
It would suggest it. I mean, honestly, it would. I don't want to say that, but we have to right. come to conclusions. Something's not working there. Uh, and then Kim Moon Hwan, no matter how the lineup looks, he's he's the starter, right? I think so. I think with Kim and, and Blessing, um, when they're in together, it relieves a lot of the workload off of Vela and Atuesta. And the thing is, is like when things don't go exactly as planned with, you know, getting it in terms of distribution from Atuesta to Vela, it's like it almost feels like those guys that stream is like our only path to, to scoring. Um, but with Kim and Blessing, um, we have one, like another person who can kind of, you know, take the ball wide, take on defenders. And then he, he serves a lot of balls in. He, he's able to get a lot of crosses in. Um, and he's also able to draw defenders out because he is really quick and he's an attacking threat. And we also know he, he has the pace and fitness to get back defensively. So it's a rare and, and huge advantage to have them out there on the on the um, end line or the sideline. And then with Blessing, same thing. He's able to distribute to Vela. It can't doesn't just always have to be a Twesta because a Twesta is a defensive mid at the end of the day. Um, and then with Sifu in the mix, we have another op- way that we can score. We don't always have to be three yards outside of the box to you know score. Like Sifu is going to be taking those shots from out wide. So that that signals to the defenders, okay, we have to step higher on this midfielder versus whole, you know, versus you know playing a super super ultra low back or low block. So I feel like when they're in the mix, the combination it, it is like what you said. It's it gives us more options on the attacking end, and I think now we're really comfortable defensively. Um, I, I have tons of confidence in our, our defensive back line. So now it's really about how do we do this counters really fast? How do we have different ideas in terms of attacking and how can we just finish? And you feel, you feel pretty good when you look at the lineup and you see Vela and you see Sifu, Kim, um, Rossi hasn't been delivering as much, but like, you know, this could be his game, any game where he scores and things can change. Well, when you have a wing back forcing the back line to open up, then guys like Rossi get an extra few seconds on a ball when they get one. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't I can't see it. I can't think of a single half where we used the five three two where it was bad. Like it yeah. wasn't just on point. It was always right. good. We haven't had yeah. we haven't been dominating that way. No, it's been good. So ah, hope and pray this is what we go with. Go aggressive, these guys, take the game to them in their house. Silence yeah. the crowd. Go hard, silence that crowd. Yeah. Blood, we can bludgeon do it. them early. Mm-hmm. Cancel them out. I, yep. See, here's the difference, and I'm not going to be mean about this. 32-52, you scoring us, do we get canceled out? No. no. I guarantee a new side, expansion mm-hmm. side, you could quiet that crowd down. They're it babies. Not yeah, like they're us. babies. They're babies. Mm-hmm. We know. They're <laughs> going to fly. They're going to fly. I know that. They've, they've got everything right. Everything's in the right place. But it's early. Yeah. So do Absolutely. it. Cancel them out, guys. Bloody the nose is early. Make it happen. Uh which again, five through two, we don't have to worry about Blackman. If we go four through three, then a Blackman becomes a story. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, the final guy we got to worry about, Romero, is he starting or is he starting? I I don't know, but I guess Romero's starting because at this point, it's not a load management or anything, right? I mean, at this point, Bob just likes him. He wants him in the game, and he's got the momentum. So, 
I think he's starting. Confidence. That's all this is. Again, and I think if you're playing with the wing backs and aggressive, aggressive Mm -hmm. wins the day. So that's where Romero sticks in. Perfect. Uh, so I think we're in the same same realm there. I'm looking forward to this game. Uh, Christine, are you going to be looking for a viewing party to watch this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm loving the, all these viewing parties now. So um, I'm going to just check it out, see, see you know, what's around. It's not too much traffic. But uh, which one are you thinking about going to? Or are you going to be in Austin? Uh, I'm not traveling to Austin. If I travel to Austin, okay. it'll be the second game over there. So later okay. in the year, that that's my goal to try to get there for the later later edition, and for gotcha. sure the minute next season they get to a weekend game, that's like a guarantee I'm going. So gotcha. I'll see what I can do in the summer and in, in September when we go back again. So maybe mm-hmm. that'll be it. But I gotta work this week. I can't get out of it. That'd be oh, yeah, it'll be that's true. messed up if I did. Sometimes I forget work. People got work. <laughs> work. It is true. Grind. <laughs> gotta make it happen. Make that money so you can go to more yeah. LAFC games. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> That's how it definitely works, right? We 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 work for the football. We know this. We know this. No, I love what I do. I'm a teacher, of course. But the football can't afford to go to football. There's something wrong in the world. So, yeah, there it is. Uh, if I can get over to Rowdy's, I will, mm-hmm. just because it's near my home. Rowdy's is a five minute drive from my from my house. So oh, nice. it just Perfect. makes super crazy awesome sense if I can get over there. The question yeah. is, will I get back? from where I work to home to there in time. And that, in that would be the bigger mm-hmm. stretch, but I would definitely be there if I could. So if you guys are out in the IE, definitely jump over there. It's going to be a good show. Um, gotcha. Where would you prefer to go? I mean, I know we're not sure who's going to do their viewing parties yet, but I know Tigers has yeah. had some great ones so far. Yeah. Right? So far I've only been to the Tigers viewing party. Oh, actually I went to the black army viewing party once too. Um, mm-hmm. in, in downtown and then, the Tigers is always at Beer Garden in Koreatown, uh, which is a nice spot. Um, yeah, but I, I, oh, and I also went to a viewing party in Long Beach, but not this season before. Uh, back That's when the I was Arbar, Long right? Beach. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Arbar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're a partner, yeah. so they'll be there again. Okay. I guarantee there's going to be a bunch of people at our bar, probably Beer Garden as well. They're all going right. to start showing up at the last second here. I mean, it's always fun to go to a different one. Yeah, it's just like see. The different group of people and who's drumming and who's leading the chant so that's always fun to just just go to a new dream party and and, and sing new people and the vibe there um so i don't know yet but uh, i'll take recommendations yeah i always get that nostalgic feel when i get to go to viewing parties like because all the stuff we've been through to get where we're at just to see where it is it's just like they're yeah. everywhere and they're giant this is too cool yeah did we ever think we'd get here? This is this is awesome. So it is awesome. No, it's beautiful. It is. So we're gonna move over since we've got our starting lineups. We think uh, to mm-hmm. to see where everybody else sits on this. So I definitely invite everybody to, of course, join the conversation right now. This is your moment to to tell us what you think and where it's going in these last few minutes of this episode. So fire, fire away. We want to hear it. I did want to take it back to Marvin's comment, the Bruce comment. It, this is a brain fart on my on my part. I'll just say that right now. He's talking about Bruce L. Mesmari, which is the kid that plays for, for Pachuca. Okay. I've gone blank on the second part of his last name that he really doesn't go under. Uh, but I can tell you, and we talked about it, I believe the last episode of, of his background, he's, he's, he's Armenian. Um, and 
he yeah he has connections like in brazil so when he was playing in the tournament in brazil family came out to go see him it's a really cool story fifa did coverage on him so look up bruce elmas body you can go on the fifa website there's a really cool article about his background so definitely tech check it out and marvin is suggesting that bruce was in la with his agent you smell that that's awesome. smoke mm -hmm. i smell smoke uh marvin thank you for providing us with that waft of smoky air and i'm not talking about the fireworks uh this is beautiful man uh thanks for giving us the heads up on that if that's the case again it ticks all the boxes for john so i wouldn't be surprised if that that's it so uh we'll see what happens he's a left wing naturally he can also play right wing too but he's a winger He's not a midfielder. He's a winger. So you can also play probably a bit of striker if he needs to as well. If we go back and revert to the 4-3-3, obviously, oh, yeah, that's Brian Rodriguez is not so greatly played position in Baird's position. So there's your competition for left wing right there. Okay. And he's, what, 20 years old? So bright future ahead of him. People are giving him looks in Europe already. He's played at the Youth World Cup. He's got it there's talent there so you know what if, if we get him i think it would be a good move i'd agree uh good stuff and yes he does play for pachuca or doesn't play for pachuca he's on the bench for pachuca it's kind of weird but yeah let's see what happens there uh, roberto espinoza backs me up on my choice for for vinyl of the day the willie Nel willie nelson is boss i agree sir willie nelson is boss uh I'm more into the old stuff myself. Classic is my preference. Anyways, when it comes to country music, the new stuff to me is just 80s pop with a twang. Uh, that's how it feels to me. But I know I'm being mean, but it is what it is. I do like the you're not. Stuff. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. So Right. It just feels like they were kind of the second stringers from the pop pop market, and they just pushed them over to country because like, well, maybe they'll sell in country. Like, I can't help but feel that's the case. But we don't get into country music. Yeah. We'll talk about that stuff later. Uh Marvin says, I think it should be our 4-3-3 versus their 4-3-3. So you want a one-on-one -on -one battle. I don't know. I don't want a one-on-one -on -one with their defensive mid. He's pretty he's pretty out there. So uh, he says, although I do want to see a lot more of the 5-3-2. There it is. There it is. Gomez Jr. makes his prediction in the middle at Tuesta Sifu. What? Reggie just thinks they're going to start. Estevesto, Sifu, and Moon. Yeah, I think they're they're locks for the lineup. No question about that. Marvin tosses out there. I agree. I love Blessing and Moon combo. Blessing has Moon's back uh, when Moon goes up and when he's alone defending. Agreed. And I think Vela also feels more comfortable when he has Moon on his right. All wins on that end. Agreed. Uh, moving forward, Roberto Espinoza says, uh, Moon, Blessing, and Vela are on the same page. Agreed, agreed. They, they, they got that combination going on. The triangle combos. Dude, it, it's great. When you see them go in and out of the box, those quick pings, it's just, yeah, it's all good things. Yeah, same, I think same mentality, same philosophy of playing they have, yep. so nice to see i like roberto we get louder we do get louder no doubt about that talking about the 3252 uh my only concern is in 532 rosie and vela don't flourish enough 
They aren't natural center strikers. Again, uh, agreed to that. Uh, ATX is a must win, just like RSL. Agreed, Roberto. Not another winger, please, from Pablo Morales. There it is. There it is. Uh, so on that, I know, right? I know he's saying that. I would say another winger if you replace a winger, but honestly, yeah, yeah I want to see somebody in the midfield. I do. I agree. We need a center mid. My God. We really do. It's Weston needs help yeah. there. I know. I know we love Blessing, right? I know we love Sifu. I think Sifu is a lock anyway. But we need but an option. I do think yeah. We need we need a starting option, a star option. That's Absolutely. where my head's at. Yeah. So love you, Pablo. Love the Dolly Dolly Black and Gold podcast. Check mm -hmm. it out when you guys get the chance. Good stuff. That's for certain. Thanks for coming on, brother. Uh, maybe we'll get you to join us for one of these episodes here. We got to get some of the pod fam back into the, the mix. Maybe a super pod too. We're we're overdue for one anyways. So that's it. I'm summoning a super pod for episode 190. I'm going to summon a super pod, right? We yeah. just hit 190. Let's go guys. Let's set something up. Let's make it happen. Uh, so on that note, uh, thank you everyone for the amazing comments. You guys got it well covered tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell everybody again, follow us on Twitter at heart of LAFC. We're on everything. You know us. We're out and about. And, of course, we want to thank everybody for doing what they do, supporting us through 190 crazy episodes, wild episodes, crazy productions where we're playing outros before intros just because we felt like it. Yeah, all good <laughs> things like that. I, you heard it, right? It just happened. It was so weird. But there it's we are. It's part of the charm of our production. <laughs> Dude, remember when the clicks used to pop up? Like, yeah, mm -hmm. it, we we always done funny stuff on this show, but we still get we still get to the football, and that's what matters most. Uh, so on that mo on that note, Christine, I'm gonna mm -hmm. give you the honor of the first final comments of the episode. I love the title of this episode because it really does just take one good shot on goal to get a victory and that happened to be what happened in this game i don't think anyone thinks this game was the best football or even the most entertaining but what i loved about this game is i saw character from our players i saw players getting mad i saw players playing smart wasting time doing everything that we need to do to get that result and that's what we really needed i wanted to see some fire from in personality from our team just for our assurances that they really do want this. I mean, of course we know that players want to win, but like really want to win because we want so much for our club to have an upward trajectory from the bottom. You know, we've never, we're not used to being at the bottom. Um, so don't know what's going to happen this Wednesday. I'm being very optimistic. I think more than the physical part of it, Football is, is, is really largely mental, and it's a team chemistry question. It's a um, team rock question. It's a momentum thing. So hopefully um, it feels like we're finally getting into that stride. I hope that we can have two wins in a row. If we have two wins in a row, it's all over, guys. We're partying. Everybody's calling off work, and we're drinking all night. So hopefully that's going to happen Wednesday night. Um, yeah, right. that's it. I like I like that idea. Sounds like a fun idea. <laughs> yes, into the thick of it. Yes, let's do that. Um, to be to be to be honest, I think you're right. I think the big question we've always had is: Is it in them? Is it in them? 
do they have it in them to, to grind out a playoff win? Because in the playoffs, it's not pretty. It's not silk. It's all sandpaper. You get to the final, it's usually the ugliest finals. I know Zella Ryan made something look beautiful last time, but it's usually ugly. They're ugly. You have to win ugly. So now that we show the ability to do that, it's a good thing. So on my final comments of the episode, first off, thank you, Christine, for coming in on a holiday weekend to make it happen yet again. I had a throwback two-person episode today. Thank you for running through the whole thing with me. Um, we will have some more friends joining us as we go forward in the next few episodes. Uh, the crew is the crew, but there's actually going to be some, and I mentioned crew because calling you out, Hank, I want to actually ask you to come on. So I know. I know he's there. Um, no, I have several actually that are going to jump on. Um, and so you're going to see a couple new faces coming on the next few episodes and of course, familiar ones as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun in the lead up up to two episode 200. Since we're only 10 episodes away, it's going to be a rush to that. Um, and I'll get you guys approximate days for 200, but we're going to do some fun stuff in the lead up to that. That's for certain. Now, going into this week, it feels really good. We got a good win. It wasn't a pretty win. It was a good win. Uh, and if that's what it requires for us to get two wins in a row, I will take it 100% take it. I don't care. Just get me the win. Pretty's fine. Play pretty at home, win ugly on the road. All good with me. Uh, so on that note, those of you traveling to Austin, remind them who the 3252 really is. Uh, show daddy, let daddy be daddy. It's fine. Uh, and of course, represent us the best you possibly, possibly can. If you're going to the viewing parties, have a great time. Uh, they've been a blast so far in the return. It's like making up for a lot of lost time. Go make up for lost time. Support the local businesses and support LAFC. So yeah, definitely go enjoy that. Um, for the rest of you, stay safe. Do everything you can for your families as we get back to normal slowly but surely here. And get ready because a home game will be here soon enough. We'll all be back in the North End again doing what we do best. So on that note, everybody, love y'all. Stay golden. Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC. Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to shoulder. The black and gold is taking over.